You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 351 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Malisha. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? Good, good. What's happening in the world of Gina? Oh, well, firstly, I'm excited about this week's uh, episode, which mm. we're going to talk about how to direct, and I've covered all bases here, <laughs> yes, as I like to do in my uh, titles, <laughs> uh, how to direct shy, anxious, overconfident, or difficult people. That's a lot of different types of personalities. A lot of different types of personalities. So, yeah, um, excited to uh, talk about that. And also, uh, I've been watching the news over the weekend mm. and there's a little summit going on with all the world leaders, right? Yes. I don't know if you've seen that. The uh, It's the yeah. G7. It used to be the G8. I think they uh, kicked someone <laughs> out, right, for not behaving. So, um, But what I've been noticing is like I've been looking at the images coming through and I'm like, wow, I think they listened to the podcast last week <laughs> because not one of the world leaders has their hands on their man berries or their women yeah. berries. What's the, <laughs> what's the feminine version of man berries? I don't know. We don't need to go there. We don't. But um, I really uh, – because it's difficult when you've got like – as a photographer photographing an event like this, and I imagine there's quite a few of them there, but these photo ops are very – quick and I imagine mm. there's one person who will organize the group to start with and then the world press get to take their images for all the different papers the Gettys and the and all of that so in the past though these uh the world leaders have been posed in a way where they're doing that exact awkward pose that I'm talking mm. about that should be banned forever and mm. now what they've done and all the shots that are coming out of this particular uh um conference event uh, mm. is they either the they stand with their hands directly by their side or mm. one little uh, thing that I like is uh, some of the world leaders just bring their hands up together in front of them and I, ca I call this uh, like a newsreader pose mm. and I use this a lot for my corporate clients so it's, it's kind of a way where, when you don't know what to do with your hands just bring them up in front of you in the middle which is like still the, the body language is open by the way Justin Trudeau looks like a, a model out of a magazine doing that yeah. exact pose. He's gorgeous, uh, yeah. you know. And then the other thing that I really liked is that whoever, whoever is directing this photo shoot has told all the world leaders to button up their jackets. Yeah. Fantastic. The only mm. critique I have is mm. 
if any of the world leaders happen to be listening. You never know, Val. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Uh, before you go on a high-profile event like this, uh, mm. just maybe a couple of weeks before, get the suit out, try it on. You know, and this is advice that you, that listeners can give to uh, future grooms, groomsmen, grooms, mm. uh, corporate clients, anyone that's about to be photographed. When they book you, give them this advice. Yeah. If you've got an, an outfit that you're thinking of wearing, because I guarantee for all the women that I photograph, they've tried on the outfits and workshopped it yeah. with their girlfriend 400 times. They know exactly <laughs> what they're wearing down to the earrings, uh, what colour shoes, underwear. Yeah. They've got it all worked out. Guys, not so much. No. So what happens is morning of the shoot, oh, I wonder where that suit is. Yeah, this <laughs> is the one I wore to Dave's wedding. That'll do. Do they try it on? Nah, they need to. And then they get to the shoot and you get um, – what happens with, with all due respect to Boris Johnson, his suit doesn't fit him properly. So you get that puckering. Uh, everyone else looks pretty good, uh, but that is a downside. So, you know, make sure that you try your suits on before you go to a high-profile event so you look good. But aside from that, I think they've done a great job. I like the way they've got the backdrop uh, they're beautiful, flat, overcast lighting, easy to light them. And it, the way they've arranged the group as well, with the, where they've staggered them, looks great as well. You got any comments on that shot of world so leaders, Val? What if, would you um, add to that? If you're wondering what shot Gene is referring to, you can have a look at it in the show notes where we'll uh, put a copy. Um, but, yes, it is the shot of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There was a couple of extras invited, a few other countries invited to the G7. Yeah. So it's the G9, a couple of extras that were and allowed to stand out. on the stage. They're spaced out largely because they're sending the message of social distancing as well. Um, but it does look quite good. It works, uh, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does work. And I think, and you're right, Justin Trudeau does look pretty decent in, yeah. in, this, in this shot. Um, but, yeah, I think that the, the shot works. It's pretty good. The direction is also, I can see it like stand with your feet shoulder width apart. That's what mm. I say to all uh, my clients when I'm getting them to stand there and that looks really neat and tidy and, and also, everyone is standing the same way. Everyone looks decent. When you say that, you know, Boris Johnson, Johnson maybe should have tried his suit on a couple of weeks ago, I'm pretty sure he did because he got married, right? You so, reckon that's his wedding suit? Well, you know, who knows? Yeah, right. Mm. But, yeah, um, it works. Maybe he should have worn that suit. Possibly that would have fitted him. You, ne you never know. But, you know, I think, I think the whole shot, uh, you know, what I want to say basically is good on the photographer, good on whoever directed this shoot. I think they did a good job. Yeah. Okay. So what else has been happening in Gina world? So um, we've been uh, having a chat in the gold community this week and it was a really good conversation. So I thought I'd kind of share the thread uh, with, with you guys here as well. And um, basically uh, what I was talking about is uh, that a lot of photographers will get their start and also uh, 
con like all the shoots that they do, they will only ever work with models who are mm. experienced. And mm. there's two reasons for that. And basically when this whole advertising industry started, someone realized that, you know, if you put a beautiful person holding a product, it's attractive to everyone. We can't help it. It's human nature that we like to look at beautiful things. And we also like to look at, you know, attractive people. That's why movie stars and, and uh, models are so attractive. They sell that thing that we need. But mm -hmm. times are changing, Val. And it used to be that if you were a photographer, the majority, the bulk of the work that you did was photograph models with products. But that's all different now because now that we've got social media, everyone's got a profile, everyone's online, everyone needs to be photographed. So when you are just focusing on uh, photographing ridiculously good-looking people, getting a great photo of them, to me, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. Mm. It's almost impossible to get a bad shot of an attractive person and and that can hmm. be at your detriment as a photographer because like look in all honesty if you photograph um a gorgeous girl and and post that on your instagram you are definitely going to get extra likes you know for that shot because people like beautiful things sunsets also get a lot of likes on social media so if you do a beautiful girl with a sunset double zero likes instantly. <laughs> However, the problem with this yeah. is that when you're photographing, if you're only focusing on models to build your folio and get your work out there, that good-looking people rarely pay for photo shoots because they don't need to. People are falling over themselves to photograph these models. So they might get booked to do the uh, the corporate shoot but or, or the commercial shoot, but it's not going to be with you, the test photographer, right? Mm. And then um, as, a, as a genre, fashion and model photography doesn't really pay, again, because photographers are, are wanting to photograph these models will often do it in exchange for folio so you get great shots but you're not making any money so it's it's a flashy and exciting industry but and by all means shoot your folio and use good looking people it's it makes life a lot easier and it's great to have and people like to look at attractive people but if you want to get a lot more work and make a lot more money in this industry, then I highly recommend that you learn to light, pose and direct all different body shapes and sizes. And I've seen this over and over and over again where, you know, a fashion photographer get, has to go and shoot say a celebrity to, who always ha, who also happens to be a little bit older uh maybe plus size maybe a little bit awkward not used to being in front of the camera and they hire some fantastic fashion photographer who's used to working with gorgeous models doesn't know what to do with this particular yeah. model and they mm. they stuff it up because mm. they're not used to directing so if you start from the start from day 1 Anyone and everyone, if you can make anyone look good in front of the camera and you mm -hmm. learn how to light them and flatter them, so all ages, all uh, genders and all body shapes and sizes, which is 
97% of the population, you're going to do a lot better. So think about this. Most, most, the majority of successful entrepreneurs, what age would you say that they, they become uber successful? Val, where they're going, all right, well, I'm going to raise my profile. I need uh, a lot more photos. You want to have a stab at what age that would be? Oh, it really depends yeah. on um, what era of the, you know, we're talking about because in the past it was probably in their 30s, but you'll get some, you know, startups these, these days that are headed up by people in their 20s. Yeah. And, or, or even if they're not, they the people in their 20s understand the yes. power of a good shot more than, you know, someone who's older. But we've got... Uh, successful entrepreneurs who are starting like they come into their own in their maybe their late 20s, 30s. We've also got people who start their businesses in their 40s, 50s and 60s, okay? So there's all different age groups and these people, once they're successful, are cashed up, they need photography and they need a good photographer. And if you happen to be that person after they've had, uh, they've hired a series of photographers and they, um, who have all shot them like a fashion photographer got it wrong and you're the one that comes along and makes them feel good about themselves and captures their true essence, you have a client for life, really. So it's, it's really worth uh, advancing your skills and branching out and not just focusing on you know, that, that small percentage, that little 3% of, you know, the, the models, the traditional model and branching out and learning how to do all different body shapes, all different body types and all different ages. Great. Yeah, completely agree. Mm. So, um, so what you're saying is that, that was that the conversation that was happening in the goal community? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a big conversation about that this week in the goal community, and it was uh, it was super interesting, Val. Mm. Um, and of course, if uh, any listeners want to find out a little bit more about the goal community, have a listen to this. This podcast is brought to you by the Gold Community. If you want to take your photography to the next level, I'd like to invite you to join my Gold community. I love mentoring members and many achieve so much more than they think is possible. Here's what Frank Romano had to say. Your Gold community is top of the class. It's world-class learning and you're so generous and you're brilliant at the way that you explain things. So if you want to be a great golfer, you've got to go and pay for golf lessons. If you want to be a great musician, you've got to go and pay for music lessons. If you want to be a great photographer, well, there's a price to pay and uh, and it's not a lot compared to what you're going to get back. I've already, <laughs> I've already re- recouped the money that I've invested in learning, I've got that back at least 10 times over by now. Oh, that's fantastic to hear. Yeah, yeah. That's just great. On, just on the work that I've done. I mean, you know, people are engaging me and, and paying me thousands of dollars to, to you know, yeah. and, and shoot stuff. That never would have happened if I didn't invest my money in things such as the Gold membership. If you'd like to find out more about the Gold community, head to GinaMilitia.com and click on Memberships. All right, so let's move on to this week's topic, how to direct shy, anxious, 
overconfident or difficult people. <laughs> now, they're all quite different to each other. Yeah. So presumably we're going to deal with them individually. Is that right? Yes, we will. Like, you know, you're not going to get one person that has all these. <laughs> well, I guess so. There are people yeah, with split personalities. <laughs> so, yeah, no. But generally uh, they come in, like, different categories like that. So you'll, yeah. Right. So. Um, Where do we start? Well, when we think about it, Val, in an mm-hmm. ideal world, right, mm-hmm. um, you're, when you're doing a portrait with someone, so let's think about like the ideal photo shoot. You've got the person that you're photographing is going to listen to direction. Mm-hmm. They're going to be easy to photograph. They're going to be gorgeous inside and out. They'll be oozing with confidence, not too much, just enough. Yeah. You know that quiet confidence that some people yeah. have that you just go, mm-hmm. yeah, this person just is pretty happy with themselves without being over the top. Mm-hmm. And they trust you, the photographer, is going to make them look amazing in these photos, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's that's the ideal, but the reality. So you're looking for a unicorn. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we dream, like the ideal client is. But the reality is that, uh, well, humans are a bit complicated. So, And the problem is that uh, a lot of uh, photographers coming into that think that, and I certainly did this, was like one approach fits all. So I can, as long as I know um, how to light, where to put the light and uh, how to expose the shot. I don't need to worry about the rest because a good photo is the result of the person that I'm photographing will give me a great shot, okay? Mm -hmm. If that shot doesn't work and if the person happens to be grumpy or doesn't smile or doesn't look right, I'll also blame that person because it's their fault, right? The model Mm -hmm. should give me the shot, okay? Not not the case at all, so, Mm -hmm. right? It's it's and going back to what I was saying um, just earlier uh, in the podcast, Val, that that it is really important that um, you learn about the different types of personalities and that there isn't one size fits all. And so, what I've done in this episode is I've put together. Uh, all the not all the different personalities, but the standout ones that I see every time and time and time again when I'm photographing someone over the probably it's in the tens of thousands of people that I've photographed now, yeah, and hey. I've got a system now, and I can spot them in seconds. And it's it's not easy when you're starting, but it's but like some of these things will stay in the back of your mind. And I know I've ha- I get a lot of. Uh, correspondence from people who listen that they'll say, oh, I went on this shoot and I could hear your voice in my head saying, do this, do that. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully some of these, you won't get them all, but hopefully there'll be, there'll come a time down the track where you go, oh, this is, this is a painfully shy and uh, anxious person. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need to do this. Or this is someone with uh, high self-esteem or overconfident. Let me try this. So at first, Val, I just used one technique to deal with everyone, but as I got more experienced, I realized that there are subtle differences, and when you apply those uh, different approaches to different personalities, you're going to get a much better result. So, 
it's not enough to just like, we hear a lot about introverts and extroverts or confident versus shy. That's a little bit um, too simplistic. So, too simplistic. So um, I've kind of divided them into uh, the, the kind of the traits that I see most often. So shall we break them down and uh, hopefully you'll come out of this with a better way to photograph all the different personality types that you might might have to photograph. Yeah, great. All right, so let's start with uh, the painfully shy or the anxious person, okay? So okay. Um, now it's it's not hard to pick up on someone. Well, I, I don't have – can you tell if someone's shy or anxious when you meet them? Uh, you can, really, generally. Yeah. yeah. What do you notice? Well, they're, they're a bit nervous. Yep. They are, you know, not really, um, they don't say much generally. Sometimes they're looking down or they're not necessarily making eye contact. Yep. Yeah, Eye contact's a biggie. So eye contact, there's uh, anxiety. Uh, the way I pick up on that, it's an energy thing. And so I can, I can tap into that so I can stand with someone and I can feel their anxiety. Often it's far more obvious that someone is shy or anxious they'll they'll there's physical proof that they're anxious like you you you'll you'll hear it in their voice or i've seen uh, people that uh like are, are physically shaking they they're so nervous to be in front of the camera so just remember like for us as photographers it's no big deal like you know we've been in front of cameras so much it's very comfortable we're not we don't feel um uh, nervous in a, a photo studio but for some people it is a big deal so be aware of that and when you notice that someone is shy and that eye contact that's a big one the way they speak generally a shy person isn't going to walk into a studio and go hey how's it going this looks unreal here yeah. oh my god yeah let's uh let's get this party on they'll come in they're very softly spoken they might not say much you might have to drag all you know the conversation out of them so the first thing that you want to do when you um when you become aware that someone is shy or anxious is like for the shy people is try and match their energy so if you are a naturally big sort of personality then you want to bring your personality down to match theirs so if they're softly spoken you'll become softly spoken so if you're directing a shy person who's saying yeah hi my name's dave I, um, you know, I like to uh, crochet and I go on bushwalks, then you're going to come back with, okay, Dave, so what we're doing today, you match their energy, right? Yeah. And then you want to find a way to connect with them. So it's not enough. And it's like, I, I give this example all the time and people are often shocked, but if I'm doing an hour shoot with someone, 10 minutes is dedicated to lighting and setting up the shot the remaining 50 minutes is connecting and doing the shoot. Now, you've done shoots with me, Val. You know I talk a lot on set. Yeah. You've mm -hmm. seen me yeah. just – and it looks like I'm not working, doesn't it? Because there's people well. that see me and I've had clients – like I've had art directors that have gone, can we get to work? And I'm like, mm -hmm. I've been working for the last yeah, 50 minutes. Right. They're like, you've been talking. I'm like, I'm working. And then I'll do the shoot. It takes me five minutes. I've got them on side. So this mm. laying the groundwork is so important and finding mm. a way, particularly if they're shy or anxious, 
to get them on site. So you've got to find that common ground, ask them lots of questions and you keep chipping away until you find that one thing that you're both excited about that you have in common that's not you know, like you don't want to go into politics, religion, money. Stay away from all of those mm-hmm. and maybe find something like, you know, like the weather is a really easy one, but, you know, often I will chip away. I might ask about pets. Pets are usually a safe topic, yeah. you know. Pets are a great topic because they're a great way to um, – you, you just see that person light up. So basically I will throw out little – you know, and they look like, I'll just keep throwing stuff out. So, you know, do you you like dogs? What about cats? You know, (laughs) or what about this? Or what about that? Have you read any good books, seen any good movies? What do you watch on TV? You just keep going, keep going. There was one, I know I told this story before, but it's just like, it's so typical of a shoot that it's like I was photographing an extremely well-known Australian personality and the I spent ages, kept throwing out things, nothing, couldn't connect on anything. We finally connected on weeds, like as in the weeds that grow in the garden and how to get rid of them. Right. And I ended up giving this person some gardening tips, <laughs> best friends after that. See how it works? It's so easy, but that little investment of time is so yeah. easy. The other thing, when you've got someone with anxiety, they're in their head. They're in their head constantly and the 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 internal monologue for them is going. They're worried about everything around them. They're thinking about a million things at once and it shows all over their face. They look anxious. They'll look at the camera and you just mm-hmm. see that anxiety. So what you need to do is get them out of their thinking, anxious head and get them in this moment in this space with you. We've talked about this a lot, but I go through all those visualization techniques that I do to get them out of um, thinking about the worrying about the future. That's what anxiety is, worrying Mm. about the future and bring them back to this moment and just like keep talking about, so, you know, you're an actor. Uh, Have you thought about what your Academy Award acceptance speech would be? Who would you (laughs) think? What would it be? Oh, so you're uh, you're a designer. Well, what would be the ideal thing that you would design, you know, and and how would you improve this roof line here? Do do you think that they've done a good job of that? Or, like, you you know, they make carpet. So you make carpet. What do you think of this carpet here? Anything that's going to bring them back Mm. into the room with you. And also, if you can throw a question at someone that gives them the opportunity to show their expertise, it's like it's a generous thing to do in a conversation because it's like, You're going to step back. I'm not going to talk about myself. I'm going to put the focus on you, the spotlight on you, but I'm going to make it easy and put the spotlight on you in an area where you are confident and feel good about yourself. So if that person happens to be a carpet designer, get them to talk about carpet design. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's uh, that you you would probably do similar things when you're interviewing people. Sometimes these people, for example, so I agree that you need to make the connection and you need to figure out what it is to make that connection. And for regular people, um, as you say, if it's a carpet designer, talk about carpet design or whatever, right? But sometimes when people have done a lot of press, so, um, you know, famous actors, Talking about their latest movie for the one millionth time no. is actually not the way to make a connection because they are they've you know they've answered this question 
a billion times yeah. from people all over the world. So I remember, so what I try and do when I interview people is try to make that connection. And you can see the moment it shifts. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it in their face. You can feel the energy shift when they actually engaged with you rather than when they're just doing their job and they're just answering questions that they've answered a thousand times before. And I remember when I interviewed John Bon Jovi, who, of course, is the love of my life, <laughs> as we all know, um, and I just wasn't making that connection because they, the whole band was there. They'd all been asked the same questions one million times all over the world, and I just wasn't cutting through. And then I finally um, remembered that um, uh, John Bon Jovi, well, Bon Jovi lyrics start and end the movie about a boy. Um, yeah, right. You know the movie about yeah, a boy? Yeah. Um, and it was goes something like a wise man once said, no man is an island, you know, and that wise man was John Bon Jovi. And I mentioned that and you could see the entire energy shifted because he, no one had had mentioned that to him before or noticed that in order to mention it before and no one else in the band knew about it. Yeah. So suddenly he was like, yeah, that's right. He was he became engaged. There was eye contact. Suddenly he was interested. And the other members of the band were suddenly saying, I didn't know that. When did that happen? And so on. So the energy completely shifted for the rest of the conversation. And I finally knew, oh, my goodness, I, I, I've made the connection. But sometimes you need to think laterally and it's not the most obvious thing that that you might think of in order to make the connection. Yeah, and it's like you, you do when you're working with um, A-listers and people who do get interviewed a lot and it is like you'd never ask them the same, same questions as everyone else and, and we will uh, tackle that d down the track because I've got their, they've got their own category uh, in mm. this episode, Val. So, yeah, we will talk right. about that. But, but for shy, anxious uh, people, you want to find that common ground that the two of you have in common so mm. that you've got that shared experience that you can talk about and connect with so that they feel like they have an ally or a friend on a shoot. I think that's really important. And once you've got them and you can have someone because you share something, it's like, oh, you know, I love killing weeds with hot water. <laughs> I don't like using pesticides. And it's mm -hmm. something as small as that, but suddenly you have this other person who go, oh, I don't like pesticides. Oh, I'm really passionate about saving the environment. And suddenly you're on mm. this whole conversation and you've got that trust. And then you can take that trust to the photo shoot and, and, and build on that. Do, do you mm. get what I mean? Yeah, for sure. All right. So the next category is uh, the high self-esteem, overconfident, or if we're going to throw in some Aussie slang here, this is a good opportunity just to uh, give you another bit of Aussie slang that you can throw into conversation this week. They're up themselves. <laughs> yeah. They're up themselves. So okay. um, high self-esteem, overconfident. So mm -hmm. uh you will bump into this person as a photographer. So they've got an overinflated ego and they need to be the centre of attention. Um, mm. What you do with these people, you know them. You know them. They are the centre of the – like the, it, it, every conversation is about them. They're, you know, they're, they're just bigger than life and, you know, back to me, back to me. How do you deal with these people? Well, <laughs> what I do is – you just have to make it about them. 
you know. Mm. So I actually agree and I enjoy myself so okay. much because they've got no idea that I don't take them seriously because mm-hmm. they're too up themselves to realize. So you basically agree with every. So when they say, you know, I'm a big deal, you go, yeah, yeah, yeah I know you're a big deal. Yeah, you've told me. <laughs> they won't even notice. Well, but, they don't say that, do No, no, but they'll mm-hmm. they'll they'll try and um, big note themselves as much as they can. They'll they'll name drop, and you know, you just come back with, "Wow, that's amazing! You're amazing!" They mm-hmm. go, "Yeah, I am amazing," you know. And um, what you do is you just keep agreeing, and then um, once you, they go, "Oh, this person's on side," then. Mm-hmm. What you want to do is because they'll start telling you what looks good to them and then you Mm. want to get your ideas in. So Mm. what you do is you just play on their overconfidence and their love of themselves and you go, Mm. you know what, would look amazing. I mean, you look amazing now and you've come up with some great ideas, but Mm. you know what would make you look even hotter, like (laughs) uber hot, is if we do this or – if you know what level this person is, then you can you can put out, oh, yeah, when I photographed blah, 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 who's mm. slightly above them, they loved mm. this particular thing that I did. So this person then has to, you know, and it, it doesn't necessarily need to, need to be someone well-known. It could be an equal in the business world yeah. that they're in, right? You know, when I photographed your, the person who's ahead of you, we did this, they go, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. So you've got mm. them on site. So, you know, I, um, I've had this experience many times, people who talk about themselves in the third person and all of that, and it does, it works a treat. And it's like you're actually people doing it. People talk about themselves in the, in the third person. person. You've got no idea what I have to put up with. <sighs> and it's like you can fight this. You can fight it and fight it and fight it. No point. They're always going to win. They're going to wear you down or they're going to storm off and have a tantrum. But Mm -hmm. you just keep agreeing with them. You go, yeah, you're right. You're amazing. That's amazing. And then if you do it well enough, by the end of the shoot, they're only doing what you could get them to, if you're good enough at it, you can get them to tap dance naked and go, you look amazing. This is going to be so good. They go, yeah, 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 This, yeah, you're right. And uh, so-and-so did this. They, you go, yeah, yeah, they did that too and it worked. All right, mm. so that's the, uh, the overconfident. So what's the opposite of high self-esteem, overconfident is someone with low self-esteem. Yes. And when you meet this person for a photo shoot, they're going to tell you everything that's wrong with them. They're going to tell you okay. every part of their body and face that they don't like. They're going to tell you mm, how yeah. they look, you know, too fat, too thin, too old, too young, everything, the nose is too small, too big, ears, everything, all right? So mm. it's really important that, like, th- this is their reality. For whatever reason, they have a hang-up about a certain body part. I've had supermodels that have said, my arms are too fat. You know, (laughs) and they're not, but it's in their mind, it's a reality. So it's pointless sitting there going, don't be ridiculous, you're gorgeous, Mm. because it's like that is in their head, it's as real as if it was real. So what you need to do is like don't, don't diminish that. You don't have to make a big deal about it, but you just acknowledge that they're saying that 
And then what you want to do is make sure that you focus on the positive parts, the the bits they like, and try and downplay uh, the bits that they don't like. So again, learning how to pose, the, you know, certain body parts so that they look um, more flattering, lighting them well, and then with these people, it's so important because often. Like with everyone that we talk about, like painfully shy, low self-esteem, everyone, everyone's had a bad experience with a photographer and a lot of yeah. them is like are traumatized by that. So when you're doing, dealing with someone with low self-esteem, they might have that, that, they might be triggered by the whole photo shoot experience, okay? So yeah. what you need to do is make sure as quickly as possible that you, like you, obviously you've tested your lighting before someone walks onto your set, you've already tested the lighting so it looks amazing on, on your assistant or on yourself or on your styrofoam head, but you know that frame one is going to look amazing. So you take a few shots, you know it looks good, show the client straight mm. away. That's going to do more to gain trust than anything, particularly when they're low self-esteem, okay? So get them looking amazing. They're not going to be on board 100% because in their mind they're thinking this is going to be an awful experience like every other one I've had in my life. But mm. if you can then go pose them, show them the photo, you should win them over at that point because they'll look at the shot and they'll go, oh, my God, I look amazing and they love themselves mm. sick another Aussie term <laughs> and um they'll they'll um it works now out of the thousands of people that I've photographed this technique has only um failed twice which is pretty good okay. I remember both times that's okay. my form and both occasions I realized that it didn't matter what I did Val it didn't matter how many hoops I jumped through for these people, how good the lighting was, how amazing the makeup was, how amazing the styling, location, lighting. They just they just do not like themselves. So it's important that recognizing those in advance. The first one uh, I wasn't experienced enough to realize. The second one, um, about an hour and a half in, I said, I can't photograph you. <laughs> You're going to have to okay. go home. I don't want to shoot you anymore. <laughs> and that's it. I said, you're going to have to get someone else. And and that that's like out of the tens of thousands of people because it wasn't, it had nothing to do with me. So sometimes well, you need response? to acknowledge that. She was shocked. She I've given, <laughs> doesn't give away that that's 50% now. Shocked. Mm. And this was a very well-known person. Very mm -hmm. well known. And I'm like, I just, you know, I can't. I can't give you what you want. And and I think I gave her a pep talk about self-esteem and, you know, loving herself and all of that. But I said you'd be better off uh, with someone else mm. and I let her go. So sometimes you do need to let it go. All right. So, but wow. that's important generally. And it's like, you know, out of what what's that percentage, 0.001%, which is pretty low, Um Generally, that showing them the shot very quickly will turn them around and get them on side. And they, um, that once they like themselves, it's that trust. They like you, they trust you, and then again, you know, you can easily direct them from then on because they've seen what you can do, and and they're a lot happier, and uh, it it helps with their low self esteem. Mm. All right, so. Uh, 
dealing with, the next one is dealing with high level time poor business leaders which is a whole genre in itself so um and this is a world that you have a bit to do with as well Val so you know they're usually powerful they're at the top of the game or near the top of their game highly intelligent uh they usually have uh, a lot of people around them and they're um you you will get access to them but it's minutes not hours so when you need to work with these people they're so time poor that they expect the world but they're going to give you um very limited time now when i first started doing these i thought that the time they allotted me was all the time that i had so if they said you've got 15 minutes, I mm-hmm. thought I had 15 minutes from start to finish. That's in bringing in my lights, setting it all up, getting the shot and then getting out of there. But mm-hmm. what happens with these people is you have to understand that when they say you've got 15 minutes with that actual person, that mm-hmm. means that you can then, whoever's like, you're never usually, you're never dealing with the CEO, the head of the industry or the whoever it is, you're never actually dealing with them directly. You're either dealing with their manager or their, um, their assistant or, you know, someone in the organization. You ask for as much time as they will give you to set up. Okay. Mm. So you go, well, where is this being shot? It's being shot in the boardroom. Okay, great. So, you know, uh, very important person is going to be on set at three o'clock. I need access mm-hmm. at two o'clock to set up my lights mm-hmm. test. I also need, uh, you know, and if it's a super uber high powered person, I, I will get a stand in that looks just like them to mm-hmm. photograph so that I can get the shot right. And so mm-hmm. this is how uh, prime ministers, presidents, CEOs, uh, you know, captains of in all of these people are photographed if 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 you want to get a great shot so you've got that limited time and often it's not 15 minutes you might get three minutes three to five if you're lucky so you want to make sure that you've got everything nailed down right so if you want to get these sorts of people on site if they give you 10 minutes to do the shot get it done in five yeah be as efficient as possible. Don't make time. There's no time for chit chat. You don't. You you might get a couple of minutes um, as you're walking them to the spot. You might get a couple of seconds to try and get some funny lines in, or but you're not going to impress them with your knowledge about world affairs. You're not going to but impress what about them about your, much. your knowledge of weeds, or you know what? How do you, no, is there time to this is not, with them? No, this is not so the time. Instance, so how you you don't you, don't connect with them. No, you, you you can't. There's no mm-hmm. time. What you want to do is impress them with how good you are at your job, okay? So you want to make sure that you go, okay, come on in, Steve. Stand there, stand like this, put your feet here. And this has worked for me time and time. And I cannot tell you how many gigs I've scored because – I'm being known and the, the people have given me um, nicknames, the pushy Italian, get the pushy girl, get the, you know, <laughs> they remember me because I'm very pushy and I'm not afraid yeah. to tell yeah. people exactly how, and no one does this with these people. This is what freaks me out. No one, because not many people direct. So most people yeah. are like standing there, Steve walks in, stand there, Steve, 
Yeah, that's fine. You put your hands in front of your manberries. I don't care what you do. You look great. Shoot the photo. Thanks, Steve. Mm. See ya. I loved you in that movie that you did or whatever. That's not the way to do it. You get in there and um, you can't tell them, you can't connect, there's no time. So you can impress them with Mm. your knowledge about what you're good at because here's the thing, successful, wealthy business people are good at recognising experts and mm-hmm. they they often, you know, they'll hire out all their weaknesses and they're surrounded by people who are great at their jobs. So they want people that they work with to also be great at their jobs. So this is where you win them over by showing them that you are above and beyond every other photographer that they've ever worked with. So, you know, I um, have done this so many times, but there was one where I was uh, photographing the head of a major airline and I noticed that he he was completely stuffing up his photo opportunities and I was watching at the side and it was my turn to come and photographing and I, and I, and I said, he's he's messing this up. And mm-hmm. so I turned to his aide and I said, this is what he's doing wrong. Go t- they said, go tell him. And I'm like, is that cool? They're like, yes, he would love that. So I went over and I said, okay, I forget what his name was. Anyway, <laughs> um, Steve, <laughs> we'll call him Steve. Steve, head mm-hmm. of this major airline. Uh, you know what? When you're standing in front of the world press, you're not giving them enough time to take the photo. You're not standing right the suit looks messed up. You never, I said, button up, stand like this, put your foot here, do this, uh, shake the hand, hold the shake for longer than you need to, and then work the press from right to left, and then go back from left to right. Give everyone three frames to get the shot so that every shot of you that's out there is going to look amazing. And he just went, oh my God, that's the best advice of it. No one's ever told me that. Why mm. hasn't anyone ever told me that? And I'm like, I'm telling you now. And then after that, you know, 10 more years worth worth of work with that, with that company. Wow. It works. So it's just a matter of um, showing them that you're an expert and being confident when you work with them and also don't, this is the time to not faff around. So if they give you 10, take five minutes and get in and and deliver the work as quickly as you can. And then if you get that right the first time, they will give you more time the next time. And then it, it, it'll get so good that they'll, they'll give you as much time as you need. Mm. But you have to prove yourself first. Does that make sense? Yeah, great. All mm. right. Makes sense. Next one, uh, kids. Wow. Handful. So this is a tough one because often when you're working with kids, uh, the window is very small. So you've kind of got to work with kids in the same way, treat kids in the same way that you treat high-level business executives. Get in, get out. And um, what I do is I make sure that if they're little ones, I ignore them the whole time because here's the thing. If um, the parents are there offering them little bribes or it's all about the attention, whether they're well-behaved or misbehaved, they're still going to get that attention. So I make sure that I uh, don't introduce myself to the kids when they come to the studio. I will completely ignore them so that there's that shock of the new when they're finally on set. Now, 
if there are kids that are misbehaving on set, like they're not doing what they're told, they're throwing the tantrum, they might, you might have a brother and a sister. The sister's behaving, the brother's misbehaving and, you know, writhing around on the floor throwing a tantrum. <laughs> Going up to the kid and going, oh, Johnny, what's wrong? Come mm-hmm. on, little fella, up you get. Let's do this shoot. I'll buy you an ice cream. He, he's loving the attention and yeah. he's worked out that, you know what, when I throw myself on the floor like this, mm-hmm. I've got the attention of these 20 adults in a room are all doing whatever it takes to get me to, mis- to, to behave. Why bother behaving? I may as well keep misbehaving because I get more attention. So what you do is the exact opposite. Ignore them. Don't look at them. Don't speak to them. And then what I do if they keep going is I just say, okay, little, what did I call the kid? Steve? Johnny or? Johnny. (laughs) Hey, Johnny. Um, Thanks, mate. We're finished with you today. We're just going to use your sister. No. That's kind of mean. But mm. no, no, Johnny, you can go home. No, really, just sit over there. We don't need you. <laughs> and uh, and then I keep shooting and it's just like, okay, little Sally. Sally, you're amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny, mm. Sally, Sally. None of these shots will ever be used, but we're just, we're just doing it. And we, and every and I'd go and I'd tell everyone in the room, can you just praise Sally? Just keep mm. praising her, keep praising her. Little Johnny, what's his name? Mm. Little Johnny is now <laughs> jealous of Sally, yes. and he's going to go. Hang on a you minute, how come she's getting all the attention? And he will slink back and go, I want to come back on the set. I'm going to be really good. And you got him back on side. The mm. other thing is you want to get the parents on side. So if it's a not a commercial shoot and it's like, say, so, so, like a family portrait, and we actually talked about this uh, j- just yesterday in the goal community, but if it's mm. a family portrait, what you want to do is it's all about educating your client before they come to you. So it's like spending that time in that pre-consult and saying, okay, I'm going to do everything in my power to get a great shot of you and the kids. What mm. you need to do is sort out in advance what bribes you're going to <laughs> offer mm. them to get them to behave and then I need you to not ask the kids to smile. I need you to to step back and let me control the smiling. Mm. I'm going to be doing a lot of wacky stuff behind the camera. And you've seen me perform behind the camera. I will I don't care what I have to do to get the shot in the end. Yes. All right? So I'm there making a complete idiot of myself to get the attention of especially when it's little ones to get them to smile and laugh and look at the camera. And so if I haven't pre-prepared the parents beforehand, they're reacting to me as well, going, oh, look, you're mm. being silly. So I say to them, don't react to me. That's for the kids. You just need to just stand there and keep smiling. Don't worry about what's going on around you and I will I will focus on the kids. And so just knowing that is going to help uh, the whole shoot and then you always, when it's kids, again, make sure that your lighting is set up. Everything is worked out. You've got the shoot worked out and it's you bring them in at the very last minute and mm-hmm. then you get the shot. And using those techniques 
works. Re- so it's all that reverse psychology. And, uh, you know, for the very little ones, I like to, um, I give them my fairy to hold as well. My, my fairy, fairy Penelope. Yeah, I've got a fairy Penelope that I bust okay. out for little kids. Uh, sometimes she lives on the end of my lens. Sometimes oh. I, I will carry her over. And if someone's being really difficult, I might give them the fairy to hold on to. Sometimes I involve the little kids, like I'll find a rock and I'll mm-hmm. get going to go, hey, um, hey, Johnny, can you hold my rock? Because <laughs> um, just just put it in your pocket and because my lights don't work if the rock and if I don't get this shot, it's going to be a big deal for me. So can, don't tell anyone I gave you this rock and don't tell anyone what superpowers it has. <laughs> just hold it, okay, and um, thank you. I really appreciate it. So I'm trying to get the little kid on side. By yeah. giving him a job and making him feel super important, I might do that to every kid on set and tell them all, um, "Don't tell anyone else. Oh, <laughs> that you've got the okay. secret rock." You must like, have a lot, a big stash of rocks. I've got a stash of rocks. I've got fairies. Everyone gets a fairy, but all but of these diversions. An actual fa- a doll. No, an she's imaginary. Penelope. So is the. So it's imaginary, but is the rock real or imaginary? The rock would be real. So it's the rock or sometimes I might have like a a lens cap. You give a lens cap to a a three-year-old's not going to know what a lens cap is. Can you please hold this? This is really important because every time um, you uh, squeeze it, it it powers up my lights and then they're Mm -hmm. able to flash. Just something mm-hmm. ridiculous like that. So this kid's thinking, I've got so much power here, I can get this shot. Mm-hmm. So all of that really helps rather than doing the opposite, which doesn't work, is just trying to beg these kids to behave. So mm-hmm. get in, super quick shoot, and then all those distraction tactics work really well, okay? Now, Great. we can't have kids without having stage mums. Not every every um, parent is a stage mum, but you do have to deal with them. So, um, and basically, uh, stage mum is uh, someone that, that believes that their children are gifted, and uh, they 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 will control the whole shoot. So, uh, mm. what I tend to do with stage mums, if I can, when I've re- recognised that they are one, they can be. Um, really annoying uh, behind the scenes. They're the ones that are taking photos. Uh, they'll have their their smartphones with the flashes turned on so that when they do a behind-the-scenes shot, the flash goes off, sets my flashes off. Um, um. So, again, it's um, when you recognise you've got a stage mum in front of you, you've got to take them aside and uh, kind of read them the riot act or, if you can, just send them away. You know, if the kids are old enough... Just go, okay, I've got this. Uh, there's cafe just down the road. Why don't you go get a coffee, come back in an hour? Because most of them aren't going to do that if they're no. actual So I'll mom. put them in another room or just t- really just tell them that please don't take photos behind the scenes. I will shoot behind the scenes photos. I will make sure that you get those photos. But if you don't mind, stay out of eye line of the kid because, you know, and please don't tell the child to smile. Mm. Again, please leave that to me because I've seen the worst examples of stage mothers where I've had a mother where, like, a beautiful child and, um, you know, we were trying to get this uh, authentic, happy shot and the stage mum's in the background going, um, Tyson, 
don't smile. You've got the worst smile. It's awful, you know. Oh. And it's just like you see that kid has been hearing that it's their whole life, Poor and it's thing. just like go away. It's just it's just horrible. So you know mm. when you see that, you've got to just sort of you know distract. Um, them with coffee and like just over there this cakes for all the parents why don't you go and stand over there and um, you know we'll get this job and then we'll deliver your child back to you so uh, mm. keeping them away is uh, the best thing to do so you know you just want to be careful of that all right uh, divas right divas so it could be uh, an actress, it could be a teenager, it could be a mother of the bride, it could be the bride, uh, it, it, like lots of people are divas. So they believe they're the centre of the universe and often uh, it's, uh, they're, they're generally quite beautiful uh, on the exterior and they, are, they have had a lifetime of people falling over themselves to adore and praise them. So the other flip side of this is with that, the reason they're divas is they're also incredibly insecure. So Mm. um, you can't connect with them. Forget it. Uh, Unless you might have, for for the male photographers listening, you would have a better shot than the female photographers because generally divas don't have female friends they just don't <laughs> just don't like females basically so you can't connect with them and um they just they're very they just need to be the center of the so if you try and go oh hi oh my god you know i loved your last movie or you know you look so beautiful in that they'll just ignore you so the best thing to do with a diva, again, is reverse psychology and uh, mm-hmm. take away the thing that they want most, that they crave most, which is attention. You ignore yeah. them. Now, mm. I've been using this technique for about uh, 20 years uh, with uh, some, uh, and there's, there's not been many. There's probably three that stand out over my career, and it works a treat, and it works so well that I've then told stylists, makeup artists, <laughs> and publicists mm. about this technique, and they've all used it, and they've all gone, oh, my God, that works so well. I can't it's believe just it. like the... Um... Uh, guidelines in the game by Neil Strauss. Oh, of... negging, negging. Yeah, negging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it works. It works. <laughs> and so I've had um, I've had divas that have just been um completely sucking the oxygen out of a shoot. So they've been part of a cast shoot. It's got to be all about them. And so what I've done is like there might be seven cast members and divas there in the middle is um, I don't acknowledge it, – it'll be a like always polite, hi, hello, diva, <laughs> welcome to my studio, great, let's get on with it, but no, no, no schmoozing. But then so diva is standing next to Dave and then it'll be like, oh, my God, Dave, hi, big hug, so good to see you. Yeah, so amazing. And it's like, and then chit-chat and then Steve and then all get the same greeting. Diva gets just gets the formal hi. Then on set, uh, Diva's in the middle and I'm saying, okay, everyone, that's amazing. Dave, fantastic. Oh, that's so cute, that little jacket you're wearing. Sally, you look great. I go through and I highlight everyone except for Diva. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and the I point just, of this is to Diva feels left out. So yes, again, all Diva wants is, is attention. So mm-hmm. it takes about 20 minutes of ignoring Diva. She's your best friend. Diva right. will do backflips to get you to notice her now. Yeah. And then so suddenly, you know, in the middle of the shoot, Diva will pipe up, um, is this is this all right? When I stand like that, you go, yeah, for the first couple of times. And then she'll keep asking and then the auntie gets up and she'll just keep trying to do more and more and more to impress you. Because it if sounds you, if, mean. If, you, if not, what is, how would she behave otherwise is what I'm trying to understand. Diva is an absolute disgrace on set and will completely uh, derail the entire shoot. Right. Mm-hmm. That you get nothing usable. So this is why I've had to develop this tactic. And again, I've said in the thousands and thousands of people that I've photographed, I've only had to do it with three people. Right. And it works a treat. Four. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Just okay. remember right. someone else. <laughs> All right. So it's it's again, it's that reverse psychology. Take away that thing that they want give it to everyone else around them it's the it's the exact thing that i just did with the kids if you just recognize that Mm, 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 so you know take the spotlight off them all they want is the spotlight so you're just teaching them that um you know what you get the spotlight again if you do it positively you know and you haven't said a word Mm. cool all right so you'll get that in also there are you know uh there is always when you're doing a group shot at the office there is always the uh the drainer who is the the guy or girl at the background who's always cracking jokes or put the will put their fingers up over someone or push someone just at the last minute to ruin the group shot so mm, you know this company has yeah. paid someone to come out take their photos and there's always that idiot at the back that or oh, photo bombs, it, it. it just happens all the time. So how do you control yeah. that person? Because it happens oh. at weddings, it happens at, you know, business functions, and it's so annoying. So, um, yeah. you know, if you're, if you're confident in yourself, you can take them on. It's like when, a, when you see a great comedian completely destroy a heckler who will try mm. because that is ruining that that comedian's act when someone heckles they lose their train of thought just like when someone photobombs your shot it's just stupid and a selfish behavior so yeah. you can take them on but you risk getting everyone offside, okay, yeah. because it, t- it could turn ugly so a better yeah. thing to do is let the group turn on them so what I do, and this is something that I learned from when I was um, do, uh, doing teaching rounds. So I had uh, year nine boys at a private school that I was teaching and I was all of like 22 and I had to, could not control this group. And so uh, I kept them in after class and um, I stood there and of course uh, they were being kept in and there was this one idiot who just like would just call out stupid remarks Mm. and I'd go, oh, Steve, thanks for that. So thanks to Steve, we're all going to stay back another five minutes, right? Mm. And the whole class goes, oh, Steve, you're an idiot. Don't do that. But it's only five minutes, okay? Steve will keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And he does it again, and you go. That's another five minutes. Thanks, Steve. Just thank everyone, Steve. But you're calm. You don't get angry. 
you just smile. You go, thanks, Steve. That's another five minutes. And hey, guys, I've got all night. I don't need to be anywhere. Okay. Yeah. By the fourth time, when they've gone an extra 20 minutes, the entire class turn on Steve, shut up. Yeah, and then they'll start beating him up if he's not careful. This also works in the group shot scenario. So it's like, oh, sorry, guys, we're just waiting on um, Steve to just settle down. Okay, that shot was great. I'm just waiting on Steve. And you just keep pointing out that it's like, hey, um, we'll be gone. This is like, this is a really quick shoot. I just need everyone to settle. Steve, I just need you to settle. And you keep, and then eventually like a manager or someone will just go, Steve, shut up. Just stand there Mm -hmm. and look good. And it's all done. So Mm -hmm. call out the individual, keep your calm. This takes a bit of nerve and you'll, you'll get it right. It doesn't happen all the time, but it's, it's better than trying to you know, take them on or get angry with them because it just uh, it just disintegrates from there. And for our North American and North Northern Hemisphere listeners, a Year Nine student is about a freshman at high school. Yeah, right. Good. Mm-hmm. All right. I just learnt something myself. Um, all mm-hmm. right. So uh, next one is uh, the jock. Okay. So mm. uh, this could be an athlete, a businessman. Uh, the groom, a groomsman, uh, models or actors. So they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're similar to the diva, Val. So, again, Hi. they're either uber-talented as athletes uh, or uber-good-looking or both, okay? So yeah. everything has been handed to them their entire life and mm-hmm. sometimes they date or marry a diva, Okay, so they're often attractive, good at sport, and people fall over them. But because of that, sometimes they lack social skills, and so they don't need to engage because they've never had to. People just fall over themselves. And so the other thing as a female um, dealing with this kind of person is they – often have trouble relating to women unless they're dancing around a pole. Do you know what I mean? So so it's hard. It's really hard to connect. And I had a lot of and unless you're um you happen to be gifted and uber hot as a photographer, you, they might you might get their attention. Otherwise you're gonna have to find other ways. And so I tried so just this was so frustrating dealing with these people and and you come across the jock quite often and it's like I recognize them now and I worked it out it's really easy so if you're a guy photographer no problem you just become a jock yeah bro like you know touchdown all of that you know sport talk you can make it up okay you could try that also as a um a, a female photographer just try and be just jock jock talk (laughs) i'm pounding my chest i don't know what jocks do right the thing that worked the best for me was when i started speaking to them like their mother nothing Ah. works faster than i just uh one day i just had enough i just got because they 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 have this way of going. Have you done? Are you finished? Is this like you know? Hurry up, take the picture. That that sort of bullying that they do, and you kind of like invisible, and it's really annoying. And then I'm like, one day I just cracked. I'm like, I'm not finished. I'm not done. So just stand there, shut up, and do what I say. And they're like so shocked. Somehow I don't think that's going to work for a male photographer, though. No, I'm saying a male photographer does not need to do this because, remember, the jock doesn't recognise 
women unless they're toiling around on a pole, right. they will recognize another guy. Dude, bro, fist <laughs> pump, so right. easy. They love guys, right? So okay. you don't have that issue. You just go up and you become a jock just like them and you talk jock talk together and it's mm-hmm. fine. But um, if you're a woman trying to deal with these guys, just treat them like their mother. Tell them to tuck their shirt in. you just got to be a bit more forceful and I'll tell mm-hmm. you they heal so quickly it's so easy it's magic magic love it all right so next we've got the control freak so they are um the bridezilla the mother of the bride business owner sometimes Mm. art directors so they lack trust in others they criticize they've got this sense of superiority or arrogance and they like the power okay Mm. you come across these people all the time. So what what do you do? You can't just like fight them on everything because they'll exhaust you, they'll wear you down because they always win. Now just remember that these traits again also come down to low self-esteem. That's why they mm. do it. So, mm. you know, that lack of trust, need to criticize, all of that is low self-esteem. So you've got to keep calm and you work with them. So What I do, and a good example is you've got to work out a way that you let them feel that the uh, any idea or any changes are their idea. So I have uh, art directors that I work with, and that will be setting up the shot. I'll light it, I'll get everything right, and then I'll I'll pose my model, and then the art, and I'll take the shot, and the art director will look at it and go, "Yeah, great." And then they'll come in and they'll move something like a millimeter. It doesn't Mm. matter. Okay, and then they'll go, okay, that looks great now. And you, you're thinking, what, what for? That did nothing. But you go, <laughs> oh, I know why you've done that. You now mm-hmm. own the shot. It's just like yeah. a dog weeing in the corner to, to mm. you know, to, or what, do cats do that? Who does that to assert their themselves but it's like that it's just like i now that shot is now mine because i moved something that millimeter now this used to really annoy me and so i would take the shot and then go back and move that person that millimeter back and we do this dance it's all ego and then i realized you know what it doesn't matter let them have it let them have their moment i don't care so the minute you do that you just go wow dave the art director that millimetre makes all the difference. You're amazing. And just <laughs> let them have it. Same with the bridezilla. Like, you know, so th- she moves it a millimetre. Does it make a difference? No. Let them have it. So there, there mm. is a way that you can be diplomatic about these things and give them the thing that they want and let them be a control freak. And then you can gradually sort of um, bring them around to your way and make them feel like, the whole thing was their idea. Let them have their mm. glory. It doesn't matter in the end. You know, mm. you know you did it. Let them have the glory. So, you know, that's how I deal with them. Finally, last yes. one, Val. Yeah. The Z client. The what? The Z client. Z client, or, or Z, Z client. client. Z, mm-hmm. Z client. All right. Mm-hmm. So I, I've named them this because um, – they are the worst people to work with. So okay. I've got, I've, well, I'll tell you a story. I've got an acquaintance, right, mm-hmm. and um, that has a new best friend every six months or a new boyfriend okay. or a new job. And eventually all these friends turn out to be, A, liars, flakes, or a-holes, all hmm. of them. 
Okay. Okay. Now, the thing is that who's the common denominator? The the person? My friend. So if you find that you look around and every single one of your clients is an a-hole, you've got to Mm. have a long, hard look at yourself because you're the common denominator, okay? So that's just an aside, right? So if everyone in your life is, you know, uh, causes trouble or havoc or treat you know is is bad then maybe it's you and you're the you're the a-hole not the other people so there are when it comes to the z client you probably get um one in every hundred is going to be just a nightmare to deal with so what do you do you try and not have these as clients in the first place by no, hang on, let me clarify because are you saying that the Z client or Z client is also an a-hole? Your Z client is an a-hole, yeah. Okay. I was just making sure. a point that sometimes we have to, like, it's not always the client. Sometimes we have to look at ourselves and who we're attracting. But, you know, in this case, it is now the client that is the okay. a-hole, okay? okay? Does that make okay. sense? Yes, yes. All right. So it's about one in every hundred I've found uh, okay. are these kind of people in, in, in my world anyway. So the workaround is to try and avoid having to work with them in the first place. When sure. you're first starting out, you don't always recognize them. You don't see the red flags. That's mm-hmm. like dating. You know, when you're first dating, you don't see the red flags. As you get better at it, you start to see the red flags or even, you know, just meeting people. So look for those red f- flags and pre-screen as much as possible. So, uh, you know, if you're shooting family portraits and that sort of thing, in the phone call, in the exchange, in the emails, what's their body language like? Are they complaining about all the other photographers that they've ever worked with, have given them a hard time? Are they are they giving you their entire life story? There's so many red flags that people, people tell you who they are the minute you meet them. You've got to just recognize that and not go, oh, yeah, well, maybe it'll get better. They'll give you all the information. There's this little thing that you carry around called your gut that has this reaction. And you sometimes you get that feeling it's like, I'm not sure about this person. You know, then maybe uh, you can always say no to having them as a client. It's perfectly fine to say no and not have to deal with that person in the first place. So I'm very big on doing that pre-screening and uh, trusting your gut because, you know, in the end, these people can be just like such a nightmare to deal with that no matter how much money they're throwing your way, it's just not worth it. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Whew. That's a lot of different personality types we've covered in that episode, Gina. So great. Yeah. So hopefully uh, a couple of those will stick. And next time you recognize one of those personality traits, you might be able to try one of those uh, little techniques that I use to to get them on side. It's not just about the technical aspect of photography it is about the psychology of helping a lot of psychology feel comfortable getting their portrait taken so this is really great and a lot of I think photographers don't think about these techniques because so many people are so focused on the technical aspects and you know the lighting and stuff like that but this is equally important it is all right so what are you doing in the coming week Gina 
Uh, it's all systems go here. We're almost out of uh, lockdown, so like I'm mm. starting to, um, you know, uh, organise shoots again and uh, get out and uh, live a relatively normal life again, which is fantastic. What about you? Um, what am I doing in the coming week? Oh my goodness, there's just a list a mile long. Um, Regular listeners will know that I moved recently, and when you move, there's stuff goes missing, so you, you can't find, find it. stuff for ages. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then sometimes you never find it, so you yeah. have to go and replace it. And then there's all these little things, like they're all li- really little, mm. but you have there's like a hundred of them. Yeah. So it's just getting through that list. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> and then you've got to find your new local cafe and your new local restaurant and all yeah. those things, you know, which is quite exciting as well. Yes, yes, because also I have discovered that because where I lived before was a little bit further away and it was really quite hard to get an Uber, but where I live now, not oh, so hard. So Oh, that's fantastic. So I that means more t- you can go out and uh, get on the uh, – Get on the vino, Val. Maybe. you like a bit of a drink, hey? <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe, right. good stuff. So where do we find you online, Gina? You find me at ginamilitia.com. That's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm at Gina Militia on all social media. And if you want to take your photography to the next level and learn a bit more about posing, directing, lighting, the, the Goldies are doing so well with their lighting. These zero to hero uh, courses that I've been designing, I'm so so proud of them and they're really like fast it's like finally I've figured out that way to get that knowledge across to make it uh, so easy for everyone so I'm really excited about that so if you'd like want to check that out just go to ginamilitia.com and click on membership and I'd love the opportunity to work with you what about you Val? You'll find me at Valerie Koo, that's K-H-O-O, on Twitter and Instagram and over at ValerieKoo.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we look forward to chatting to you again next time. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit GinaMilitia.com.